0: When you come to church, it's a little bit like seeing all of your long-lost family members, even the ones you've never met, and I love that about this church. Everybody is welcomed as a family member um, into our space, so it is good to have you all here. Um, For those of you who are a guest, my name is Jamie. I'm uh, one of the co-pastors here at Pullman Foursquare, and Heidi is the other co-pastor, so we pastor co together, and uh, it's pretty awesome uh, because we believe that, you know, men and women are equal, and we should share equal leadership, and God has gifted us differently, so it's pretty awesome. And as part of that, we've got missionaries coming this morning to share, which is a man and a woman, and they're going to share a little bit together. Isn't that cool? They use their different gifts and talents for God's kingdom. So uh, Josiah and Cynthia Hubbard are friends of mine, uh, and I'm hoping that they will soon be friends of yours. Uh, We got to know one another through Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Emotionally Healthy Relationships courses for leaders and pastors, which I'm a part of leading table groups with. It's a great privilege, and it's it's a service that you guys actually provide to the broader church. I don't know if you realize that but a service that this church provides to the broader churches to mentor pastors and leaders in growing in their emotional and spiritual health, to become like Christ in all things, wholehearted people, right? And so Josiah and Cynthia took the courses and went through these small groups with with me, and it's been a privilege to be with you guys. And we were like, well, why don't you come and share with us, because they're about to go back out on the field. They're foursquare missionaries to one of my favorite places in the whole world. World, Costa Rica. I and I went there on our honeymoon over a a, a hot minute ago, and uh, we've not been back since. And so they keep saying you guys should come, and we're like, okay, let's do. Um, But we wanted to invite them to come and share with you about their mission and what they do, and uh, an encouraging word from the Lord. And so, Josiah and Cynthia, would you guys come on up? And you'll also notice Josiah has a fabulous beard. It is a fat yeah. They're they're clapping for the beard. Yeah, you can choose. A, you want to be up or down? She wants to be down. That's totally fine. Do you guys need to stand? Okay, because you guys get to talk as long as you want to talk, because you're the thing today. You're the thing today. Well, Jesus is the thing. Yeah, Jesus is the thing. Okay, so this one's for you, Cynthia, and this one's for you, Josiah, and here you go.
1: Thank you, Pastor Jamie. Good morning. It is such a privilege to be here. Uh, we really feel blessed, and, and you know, going back to the EHS stuff, uh, building the relationship with you. And, and I told you on the phone, but it really felt like God set this up. And um, the first time we were placed on your table, and the second time randomly placed again, and it was just a blessing to get to know you and, and the impact that you had on our lives. So thank you very much for being that. But, um, so I'm Josiah, and this is Cynthia. Cynthia. <laughs> I, think, I think she's the best pastor in the world, so I, we might have a competition here.
2: The thing is, I'm not a pastor.
1: You're a pastora.
3: <laughs>
1: no, no, no. <laughs> but it is, it is such a, a joy to be with you guys and to be able to share this time. Um, before we start, I'd like to, to pray with you and uh, we are very expectant and one of the, the privileges that we have in traveling and connecting with churches is watching God do things in your life and uh, we really don't want to make this about us, uh, we do want to make it about Jesus. And our experience with him is that he always comes through, right? That's what we were singing this morning. But we've lived it again and again and again. And I really appreciate what you said because you encounter Jesus coming through in difficult situations. And life isn't always, what do we say in Spanish? It's not rosas. It's not always roses and, and nice and friendly. But God comes through in difficult circumstances. And, and that's really been our story this last year, which is the story of this beard. Which hopefully it won't be this beard that, yeah... My kids won't let me cut it, but this is my sabbatical beard, So, um, but let me bless you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much. You are so kind and so loving, and we thank you that you do engage with us, you do come through, and you do demonstrate your amazing grace and mercy to us. And so my prayer this morning is that um, people would see Jesus, that all of us here would encounter you in a way that we've never encountered you before. before, And that you would open our hearts, our minds, our our spirits to engage with the word of God, Jesus, the, the living expression of Father. And that through that encounter that we would be able to take that very experience out into our lives and help other people to encounter you, Lord. We bless you. We love you, and we expect that you will come through in amazing ways. In Jesus' name, Amen. You want to share anything first, or do you?
2: Um, well, I'm so truly honored to be here. Uh, I was earlier praying there with several of you who were here earlier, and. I just had an amazing sense of the presence of God. We know that God is everywhere where where two or three of us are together, but sometimes it's like you can almost touch him. And I experienced that here. I I can sense something so incredible and special among you. Um, God is really here. God is truly, truly here. and he's doing something special in each one of you and because we are here in us too. And um, I was uh, thinking and meditating this morning on uh, Genesis one and how, how God created uh, each one of us in his image. Uh, nothing reflects the image of God on this earth better than you you have something that's unique and special that God wants to bring into this world uh, and among his church. And what you have, nobody else can bring. And my prayer this morning for all of us is that as we were singing earlier, that God will speak into those parts of us that have been maybe dead, that are like dead bones, and that he will bring them alive so that that uniqueness of who you are in him will be expressed uh, into the world. And that God can show who he is through you everywhere you go. Um, I don't really like the word missionary because that makes you think like we are, I don't know, something special or Before I was a missionary, that was like, oh, I want to be a missionary, you know, these special people who go to places and do things for God. And uh, what I realized is that we are all an expression of who God is, and God wants to use it. And you are a missionary anywhere you are, in your school, in your work, at home, with your family, with your neighbor. Uh, And God wants to use you because you are unique and precious. Mm -hmm.
1: That was really good. Thank you. The first song that you were singing um, and what just Mm -hmm. popped into my head as you were saying that is, you know, go do what you're famous for, right? And (laughs) what he's famous for is in you. I really want you to think about that for a minute. What he has done inside of you and what he is doing inside of you is what he is famous for. And you carry with you the capacity to go and proclaim those amazing works that he is famous for by living your life amongst people and openly amongst people. But you carry with you a banner that is so incredible. And that's what is needed out here. But you carry that. I, can I do one of those weird pastor things that people do? Say I carry that. Can you do that stuff here? Is that okay? Like turn to your neighbor stuff. Okay, just this one. You guys never do that. Okay, good. Well, you can say it inside. My point is that you understand that you have that. There, and I, I, I can say this because I got got to know you. But there's nothing special about the two of you, is there? No.
3: He's like, well.
1: Hey, now, there's nothing, nothing special about us. What's special is what God has done inside of us. And he's doing the same thing in you. And so if there's anything I could leave with you is that you carry that same power, that resurrection power that the people outside of this building need. Yeah. So I'd like to share something about what God's been doing in us. We do have some pictures and we'll see if we get to them. That's okay. Uh, I, I, you know, we've been doing the EHS and EHR stuff and, and the, the stillness and the quiet and presence of God has been very much in our hearts and minds. And when you have kind of something that you're thinking about, it's really interesting how much you encounter it in all these different ways that you never noticed before. And so in my time reading the Bible, uh, I'm reading the book of Joshua and um, there's this moment that the children of Israel have just crossed over the Jordan River, and they're about to come into the promised land and all these promises that God has given them and, and places and inheritance and um, all sorts of incredible things. And there's this level of excitement that, you know, I've just read through 40 years of their lives where things don't exactly go the way that they're wanting to, and then all of a sudden they're about to come into it. And God does something really, really interesting, Uh, And I guess there's only my kids here, so we're safe. Uh, The first thing that God does when they're sitting there waiting to take on Jericho is he says, hey, take all the guys and circumcise them. And I thought about this. First, he says, make flint knives. I don't know if any of you guys ever made knives. Uh, We we worked with a tribal group out in the reservation for a very, very long time in the middle of the jungle in Costa Rica, and we would often have to sharpen an ax with a file and it would take days, okay? And so the first thing that God tells to Joshua is make flint knives and then go and circumcise all of the adult men, the warriors that were about to go out. And, and what I saw in that was, one, he was push, pushing them into a moment of stillness. I mean, here they are about to take the promised land. And God says, hold on, just be still before me. Make a knife. And just imagine the time to shape a knife, and then imagine, well, I don't want you to imagine what, no. That happened to me, and I couldn't walk for two years. It was a bad situation. I was a baby when it happened, so it was a, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I hope the humor is okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. So, so, but the other thing that it said to me is, that, you know, there's a stillness, but then there's this piece of vulnerability. And you were, you were praying it today that the people of Israel made themselves vulnerable before God. They were exposed before God. And I, I know this is a little bit intimate for a church setting, but think about it for a minute. It's like you're about to go into the promised land and God says... Put, I, I am everything before you. Make yourself extremely weak. Do you remember the story in Genesis where the, the children of um, Jacob, they actually took advantage of circumcision to kill a bunch of people, right? Do you remember that story? They said, oh, you can marry my daughters and our family, but you've got to circumcise. And then when they were weak, they went in and took them out. And so this is the history of the children of Israel. And all of a sudden, before God, they are completely vulnerable and weak. So sort there's of stillness and vulnerability, and then they come into the promised land and see the power of God. And the next thing that happens in that story is this guy appears out of nowhere, right? And it's this, the warrior of God, all of a sudden, and Joshua's like, whoa, whose side are you on? And probably all of his warriors are weak and have nothing, and God appears to them. And then we all know the amazing story of Joshua taking on Jericho. And the thing that I want to just put out that really stuck out to me when I read this the other day is um, you know, Joshua gives them the whole story about how they're supposed to walk around for six days and on the seventh day they are walking around seven times but the first thing that they did is they walked out in the presence of God and I, we realized in our lives in all the stuff that we had done in missions is that so often we weren't doing that we were walking out in our own presence we were walking out in our own strength We are walking out not in vulnerability and stillness before God, but we are walking out in things that we were able to do. And that's part of our story of how God brought us to be here during the sabbatical time after a season of burnout and we can't do this. And of thinking about quitting and thinking about, God, maybe there's something different for us. But God brought us to a place of stillness before him and of extreme vulnerability. And we're learning more and more that that's what God desires, because in that place, he's the one that's working. He's the one that is making impossible things happen, not us. And that is what we believe, and that's what I would like to give to you today, is that you would present yourself before God in stillness and vulnerability. Um, Do you want to say anything about that?
2: No, that was beautifully said. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, so some, some of, I don't even know where to go from there. I'm like, I, I can sit down and be done. Uh, do you want to you tell your whole life history, starting when you're?
2: <laughs> well, maybe not my whole life uh, history, but, uh, well, just a little bit, the short version. <laughs> um, I'm Costa Rican, raised and born in in Costa Rica, and um, I met Josiah um, about 19 years ago. (laughs) Uh, His parents uh, were missionaries in Costa Rica, and I was helping them with a team that they were bringing from their church in Oregon. Uh, And when I was helping them, he came to my house, uh, to give us some money to buy medicines for, for the medical team. And here comes this handsome guy.
1: Keep going.
2: And that's how Josiah and I met. Um, uh, during that mission trip, it was a two week mission uh, trip with a tribe in the south part of uh, Costa Rica. And um, during those two weeks, we fell in love. Uh, we uh, spent a lot of time together in very intense situations. <laughs> and we fell in love. And five months later, we were married. Um, <laughs> and uh, we married in December, January. We were in LA training to be missionaries with uh, for Square. Um and that's what we've done in ever since. Um, our first assignment as missionaries was working with a tribe in the east uh, mountain range of Costa Rica. Uh, they are known by the Costa Rican people as the Quebecers, though they have their own name for themselves. Uh, they did say that means really just the people. We are the people, so. Um, the say are the tribe we work with uh, for 14 years. Um, and uh, it was uh, more like traditional missions. Uh, we hiked in the jungle, we had a house in the jungle, we washed clothes in the river, <laughs> we uh, had no toilets and no running water and (laughs) a lot of very interesting situations. Um, It was a lot of fun. Uh, We learned a lot. It was an amazing experience to live life with the Quebec people and uh, it changed us forever. Um, My kids were little, I just remember taking them in a horse and a lot of... Uh, great adventures. One time, they fell asleep on the horse and fell on <laughs> riverbed. <laughs> Nothing happened to them. <laughs> I mean, all those years. One of the things that I can say is, I I see myself now, and I was like, "What was I thinking, taking my babies to <laughs> that place?" Nothing ever happened to them, uh, and it's uh, an amazing testimony of of God and His power, but uh, yeah, it was a a great experience. Uh, We were working with a missionary family who have been there uh, uh, in that area since the 60s, working with the the Quebecar people and translating the Bible into their own language. we started working with them and doing support work for them so they can dedicate uh, themselves to the translation and would do a lot of like discipleship. Uh, And uh, we got into more social practical work also like uh, help building bridges. And um, I did some medical work uh, with them too. And, um, that was our life for 14 years. And uh, when this family finished the translation of the New Testament in 2014, uh, we sat there. There was this big so- uh, soccer field, and we saw all these people we were having the Lord's Supper together. We, it was like 700 people in a big circle. I think
1: we have pictures of that, actually. Do you, oh. do you want, can you put on the first pictures? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Whoa. Yeah.
2: Oops. Yeah, that so was So that was
1: 2014. Last... We can <laughs> 2014. go through that one real fast. That one's, let's see. Yeah. So th- th- sorry, these are the mountains and some of the tribal peoples. You can kind of see this is what. I don't know if you can see. This I'm sorry. Mountains. Can I get you to go back one more time? <laughs> it, you can see houses spread out through the mountains, right? Yeah. No, they can't. There's like
2: little yeah. white squares here and there.
1: Yeah. I'd pull we'll one of those little laser things out, but the cats would all come out. And, um, so there's a house down at the bottom. There's a house on the, where the smoke is. There's another house. And this is where we hiked and spent you know, many, many years. So you can see how difficult. We were talking a little bit about last night. Um, there's no villages. There, it's not like you go in and there's 1,000 people there. You've got to hike to see five, and then a half an hour to see five more people, and then 10 in the next house. And anyway, so if you can go to the next one, this is a family. Do you guys know the the bald guy in the back? They were the pastors of the Foursquare Church in Boise, um, Jim and Lynn Adams. And um, anyway, so this is you know one of the families. We can go to the next one. So we didn't actually build that bridge, but we built one like it. I think you can show it in the next one. That's what the hiking is like, and a bunch of naked kids and. Um, <laughs> Some of the Indians build those bridges over there. So, so those things, they last about two, three months until the river rages and takes out, and then they redo another one. Um, I'm trying to get to the thing where you can continue. This is, this is one of the bridges that we built, and on the next one, you can see a little bit better how it, you know, so. There was a cable car going across there and a kid fell off it, and so we ended up raising a bunch of funds. But this was like a 10-hour hike out into the jungle. So they hiked 100, 50 kilo sacks of concrete to get out there. It was pretty wild. Um, and then you can go to the next one. Yeah, sorry with these kids, they just pop up everywhere. Um, and that, that's Henry, he's one of our guys.
2: Love that picture. Yeah, it's a great picture. He's amazing, you can see Jesus in his face. Okay,
1: so here's the New Testament, dear, yeah. so you can continue.
2: So that's the New Testament. Yeah. Um, so I forgot where I was.
1: You were talking about this moment right here. I was, was talking about
2: that yeah. moment. That was uh, the dedication of the New Testament, and we're having the Lord's Supper. It was like a plastic cup with uh, lemon juice for lemonade that was going around. So everybody was drinking from the same cup. <laughs> and uh, and pancakes and for pancake, the bread. Yeah, yeah, for for bread. <laughs> so. Uh, while we were there, we really felt that God had been doing something in the Quebecer people, that they were ready to spread God's word by themselves, that our position as missionaries was changing. And uh, we felt like, you know, one of those book series, you finish the first volume and you are crazy, crazy. Uh, waiting for the second volume to, <laughs> to appear and uh, that's exactly how we felt like uh, the first volume was closed and something new was coming and we didn't know what it was so for i'm telling you almost two years it was very restless because we knew there was something new that god wanted us to do but what we didn't know what it was and i wish i would had known more of the EHS, yeah. more of the stillness and waiting, uh, because I didn't understand that at the time, and it was like unnerving, uh, an unnerving time for us. Like, what, what, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. And I don't know if you want to.
1: Sure, <laughs> we can go the to the story. next picture and see if it. So, this is the town that we had kind of been living in at the, at the time. And um, during, you know, from 2005 until 2014, we, we had been doing a lot of work out in the jungle. We raised the kids out there. Um, it was pretty crazy. We had a lot of really wild experiences, but we knew that that time was over and we didn't know what was next. And for a long time, we had um, been praying about an idea that we really didn't even know it was an idea. You ever get those things? There's just this kind of thing that's there. And I had gotten into woodworking as a hobby and it ended up turning into a kind of a side business, which we weren't supposed to do as missionaries. We were the bad ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy because God was blessing and blessing and blessing this business. And I, I felt bad about it. I felt bad about it because I was supposed to be doing the missionary stuff, preaching and reaching this unreached people group and all these different things that we were doing. But we really honestly, can I be honest here? We really weren't enjoying and you know, I got, is it Carolyn Leaf that says, you know, sometimes the, the depression and the sadness is, that you feel in life is because you're not doing enough of what truly gives you life. And and we felt like that. I mean, we were doing the duty of missions and and yet God was blessing this business thing, but there was no paradigm for us to to do that in. And in 2014, we got a call from Jonathan Hall uh, and he invited us to be on a, a business call about something called BAM. Now, if that's doubled up, you would think about the Flintstones for a little while, BAM, BAM, but this is not the same thing. BAM is an acronym for Business as Mission. And we didn't know what that was. It was like, sure, we'll be on this call. And we heard about this thing, which is basically uh, utilizing business for discipleship, discipleship purposes, but also creating wealth giving the dignity of work to people, and and utilizing it to actually lift up whole societies. And so at the moment, we were working with this tribal group who was transitioning into a cash society, and and we had this weird dream all these years, and it suddenly was given a name. Bam! I didn't plan that. That was, I did not plan that. That just happened. Um, And we realized, God, could this be what you're trying to do? And so I had been purchasing lumber at this farm, A little dinky lumber mill, Uh, I think you can actually go to the next one. That was it. That was it. (laughs) And for 10 years, you can see some boards standing up there. And if you go to the next one, you can see that's actually how they cut the lumber back in the... There's a saw blade that was this big and they would push these logs through there and the guy's hand and leg would be like inches from this blade. And for 10 years, we were buying lumber. And I had that, this weird prayer in the back of my head, God, give us this piece of land. It was, it was 575 acres. God, give us this piece of land. 10 years, God, give us this piece of land. And then there was some structure to that prayer that came into our, our mind. But I'm going to go long story short because we don't have a lot of time. In 2016, God gave us that land. And it was like, and it was tons of miracles. I could tell you all about the stories, but it was just like within a moment of... About two, less than two months, it became a potential reality and then we had signed papers and it was like, now what do we do? <laughs> we, don't, we have no idea what's happening. So we began to develop this idea of business mission, a sawmill, a way to help the tribal people come into economic stability, to give them the dignity. We believe in the dignity of work, okay? Work is something that was given to us before the fall. Okay, it was in the garden, all right? And it is not a necessary evil. It is something that he made for us to be able to provide, to be able to bless, okay? And so we strongly believe in that capacity, and I think some of it's being taken away with what's happening, but that's a different story. We we can go to the, the next one. So this is it now, okay? And God has done miracle after miracle after miracle to make this thing happen, but... Um, we, that's the new sawmill building on the right, and there's a solar kiln, and those are office spaces, and uh, this is just some of the, the portion. You can skip to the next one. This is one of our newer sawmills, so God provided these things. They cost, in Costa Rica, it cost about $120,000, and we got it delivered on site, taxes, everything for 16. Yeah, and it was like, just another, there's another miracle, another miracle. And
2: they are safe.
1: Yeah, they're very safe, yeah. <laughs> And so these are two of our workers. The, the guy on the right is Martin. The guy on the left, i will see if you guys can guess his name. I'll give you a hint. He has very flexible feet. Nobody? Roberto. Roberto, yeah? Oh, okay, guys, sorry. All right, all right. That's a groaner. Can you groan for me, Joel? there? Uh, <laughs> so he's, they're, they're, they started with us in, t- in 2016. Um, you can skip to the next one, uh, and then, so here's Martín, instead he'll we use oxen to pull logs. We, we can just kind of go through a bunch of different pictures there, but, but let me share a little bit of the heart, or would you like to share a little bit about business mission, the heart of what we're trying to do?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, part of the, the heart of business as mission is that we want to use business as a way to bring transformation. And it's transformation in four areas. We want transformation in our community, in the spiritual, um, in the economical, in the social. We want to bring social transformation too. Um, And in the environmental also. We want to be careful in the way we do business so it protects also uh, God's creation.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so we began to actually give ourselves, in a sense, the, the freedom to dream a little bit. And I think one of our problems in the church is that we, I, I know, I don't know about you guys, but I was taught the whole dying to self thing, and that anything that you felt was not godly. And, and I've come more and more to believe, and you were saying a little bit this morning about the uniqueness of the way that each one of us has been created. We all bring a unique expression of God to, to our sphere of influence that nobody else has. And if we completely throw that away, we are taking away a gift that God could use to, to bless people around us. And so as we begin to dream about these different things, we, we thought of all sorts of business opportunities that would, would give people opportunities in life and to provide for their families. Again, the, the tribal people are ex, they're in extreme poverty. Um, you'd have to, I don't have any pictures of their houses or anything, but they are in a very rough situation. Um, and, and so we started talking through all these different things. We worked with Foursquare about these opportunities of how to engage with the society. Um, but it, we can go ahead and go to the next one. Some more of the sawmill. Um, this is some of our crew. We started to build houses now and different things. We can go to the next one. Oh, dear, that was supposed oh, to be at the that's, end. That's scary. That's well, Glacier nice. National Park. <laughs> um, these are some more of our crew. Uh, we can go ahead. So, like, these are some of the things that we started to do. We're building schools out in the tribal reservation. And so um, this is something that the business donates. It's a for-profit business, okay? And by the way, it's called Mountain of Dreams. One of my kids, or they had it on yesterday. The the business is called Mountain of Dreams, and it comes from what we were talking about, that we believe God has placed in us and other people an incredible amount of dreams. And our belief for the property is that when people go there, that... God will almost birth in them the realization of dreams that he has given them, okay? And they're godly dreams. And so we've actually been able to see that. A uh, four-square pastor in Albany, Oregon, uh, he went down there. I don't know if you know Ed Sweet. No. Ed went down there, and if you go ahead into the next one, we might be able to see the... Sorry, that's the school. Okay, go ahead. Oh, we'll talk about this one in a second. I'll let you share about that. That's scary. Look at that. Um, the... Um, the, Ed went, went down there and saw what we were doing. He had just retired from the Foursquare Square Church and then went back and decided to start a pottery studio in, in Albany. And now he's been doing it for about five years. And I talked to him the other day. We'll actually see him next week. And I said, hey Ed, how's it going? He's like, Josiah, I pastored for 30 years, extremely successful church, wonderful handoff. I've done more ministry in these last five years with the community than I ever did in all my years pastoring. And I'm like, Ed, tell me more about this because this is a big thing. I mean, he had a very good church. He's like, I get access to people sitting there on the pottery wheel next to him and they start opening their life to me in ways that they never did as a pastor. Um, And so we were really excited about that. So this is like the local school. I'm invited now to teach at parent-teachers uh, meetings and different things about how the business can help their kids. In some of the previous pictures, there was reforestation stuff. Uh,
2: yeah, I think one of the beautiful things about a business is that it opens doors for you in a community. Um, uh, Sometimes, uh, and especially in a Catholic country, and we are Protestant, it's like, uh, you know, they are very cautious about allowing Protestant churches to do anything with kids and schools, Um, but we are a business, so a business can go and uh, talk to the director of the school and say, what can we do for the kids in your school, so that opened Uh, doors for us and some of the pictures you see is Josiah talking to the teachers um, in the school and uh, uh, getting together to decide ways that we as a business can bless the school. So some of the things we've done is that we've taken the kids, uh, 5th and 6th grade uh, uh, kids from the local school and we do uh, kind of day camps. And they go and we teach them using the Bible, uh, the value of work, ethics, um, and we give them uh, practical skills. We teach them uh, all the process from the wood. You saw the kids with the big log. We show them how we fold the trees and uh, take them with oxen and cut it and turn it into a board. And they were part of the whole process. They they use the the sawmill. <laughs> it's pretty safe, uh, <laughs> but they use the sawmill, cut their cut the boards. Then each one of them puts the boards through the planer, and then we teach them to do something with wood, uh, with wood. Uh, one of the things we did one year was making um. Uh, bee boxes for a special kind of stingless bee that we have in in Costa Rica. So it uses a a small box. They did that. Uh, Another year they did like a small box, more like to store things, um, more like a little chest. And so it's it's incredible to see their faces and how they feel accomplished uh, with what they do with their hands. Uh, We also bring people to teach them about caring for the environment, uh, uh, teach them about bees because we are also beekeepers, uh, as part of the business. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, We had to stop when COVID (laughs) started, Um, but it was a a really fun thing to do. And another fun things that we did as a business was having a little, group of women from the community, all ages. We had girls from seven to 80 uh, <laughs> together, uh, learning to crochet. And some of them even turned that into a business and made a little bit of money. So that was also a lot, a lot of fun to, to do. And uh, all those things were open doors for us because we are a business. And so it was, it was good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, the basic premise of business's mission is utilizing the relationships that you establish through business to bring transformational change that the kingdom of God brings. So, it's a very embedded way of doing ministry. Um, so, we get opportunity with government agents that come in for inspections to be able to connect with them and pray for them, and and but it's a true it's a true relationship, right? There's no expectation of the typical missionary type things. And so we have our clients that we're discipling. We have our workers, which you know, during COVID, we went actually from seven to 20 employees and we were not expecting that. And that's one of the things that actually made us need the sabbatical to get away. We were just completely <laughs> overworked in the middle of a very difficult circumstance, which I know you all know, but you're looking for any and every way to be able to genuinely connect with people. And and so business admission holds a really unique place in in the ministry world because of the access that you have that's so genuine and integrated into daily life. Um, we, we've been re- extremely blessed to see it happen. We've been with clients and seen miracles take place, and it's the weirdest thing because they're coming to buy wood and you know limping and like, hey, can I pray for you? And and they're like, what? <laughs> like, how's this work? Because they're not coming to a church service to be prayed for. You're, they're buying wood. Um, yeah, and it's, it God does amazing things when we live life like that, integrate into things. But we're running short on time. We can go through, and if you see anything, dear, or if you guys have any questions, can you guys do interaction in church? Is that allowed? Yeah. Okay. If you guys have any questions, please feel free. Um, well, so this is one of the kid camps that we do. Um, this is some more oxen. Uh, there's the boards that all the kids milled. So some of the kids actually have those boards hanging on their walls. And their parents tell us that it's like it was one of their proudest moments so far, and um, it was so much fun to connect with all those kids. This was another reforestation project that we did with kindergartners. We have tilapia ponds, so fish, you can see the net. Whoa. <laughs> we can go buy that one. Let's just get... the yeah, other. we go. This is another house that we helped build for some tribal people. Um, just some fun picture of our guys. If uh, th- we can stop here, this was one of my finest moments. So Pastor Ed was there, and we were up at a Catholic, this, this was a crazy moment for us. Um, this, they're, they're Mexican uh, Catholic missionaries in Costa Rica, they're wanting to build a rehab center for, uh, for substance abuse, and they came to us after kind of being burned a few times in business things, and they didn't really know who we were. Uh, so we ended up doing a lot of work with these, these nuns, they were all Mexican uh, ladies. Um, and it was really funny because Mother Superior, after all this stuff, actually started coming to me for prayer. And I'm like, and I asked her, I said, do you know, do you know who I am? And she's like, well, I've heard about you. And <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and she's like, but I, she said, I can sense God in you, and I want you to pray for our thing. And I'm like, this, is, this does not happen. Because evangelicals and Catholics in Costa Rica do not mix. They're like, there's the full-on animosity. We've actually been in Catholic services where they tell them, if you relate to Protestants, we will excommunicate you. And so now all of a sudden, this lady is coming to me for prayer and counsel, and I'm like, whoa, okay. But the, this was the fun moment. We were up there milling, and uh, this was uh, Sister Rosario, and she was standing over there watching the sawmill, and watching, and I'm like, hey, Sister Rosario, you want to run it? And she's like, yes, I want to run that thing. We couldn't get her off. The guys had to, like, all grab her, and it was like... I, probably, I wish I could have hired her. She did great. But she kept going and going and going. It was one of the funnest moments. Okay, go ahead to the next one. Um, this is like a business mission training that we do with the Colombian Four Square Church. They actually fly to Costa Rica to kind of see the mountain. Behind them is the view from the top of our place. Um, and in the clouds, there, there's two volcanoes that are active right now, which is kind of cool. Uh, we can go to the next. This is a, a team from Life Pacific University. So they've been down there several times from their business program. Um, this is a really cool moment. So Hainer, the guy who's sitting down in the middle, he was one of our workers. Uh, these are all tribal people here. And he saw that the tribal people were not getting accepted into the local soccer teams. And so he had this idea. He said, hey, can the business sponsor a tribal soccer team? I'm like, well, why not? And so he, he this is our, our, one of our main business partners on the far right. I don't know if you guys can see he has no arms. So, so Matt, Matt Turner is from Kalispell. He actually lost his arms and died in, about 30 years ago. Uh, he was electrocuted and was dead for quite a while and then came back to life. Weird stuff. Uh, and then God extremely blessed him. And so he's one of our financial partners and ministry partners. And on the jerseys, there are a picture of his hooks crossed like this. And it says, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. And so Hainer made this all-tribal team. And they actually, like, are really, really good. We win all the games that we go against from all the Latin people. It was so much so that a lot of them didn't even want to play against them because we were that good. Um, so this is just another opportunity to build a relationship with the community that the business can do. Um, so go ahead. This is Clemente, another tribal guy. We just like these pictures. And uh, There's my son, Joel, with the, the oxen there. Um, it's kind of fun. We can go to the next one. There's some of our bees. So Joel has beehives there. Do we, any beekeepers in here? No. We're, we're looking for local, locally sourced honey. <laughs> so this is another one of the camps, and you can just see more going on. Fun little waterfall trip, and our dog. More, more bees stuff. That's the the view from the mountains. You can see this is where we actually have our bees, um, and this is our. This was a crew from last year before we came up. So uh, this is the people that we get to impact on a daily basis. Share a fun story about three of them who've worked on this property for over 25 years. Um, The guy that sold to us, that had the sawmill going, had worked with them for a very long time. And um, about four years after we purchased, he came out to the business and, and spent some time. And then afterwards, he came up and he extended his hand to me. And I'm like, what, What's going on here? And, and he said, I really want to shake your hand and congratulate you because, one, I dreamed about doing what you guys were always doing on this land, and it just never happened. But, two, whatever you're doing, those people's lives are not the same. I don't recognize them. They're full of joy, they're full of happiness. You can see this life in them that they never had before. And he said, I really want to congratulate you because that is what I dreamed for these people. And uh, seeing the, the joy and the happiness in the face of our workers and, and that, that really cute girl in the red there, too, uh, yeah, um, is part of what we get to do on a daily basis. And so I don't know if there's more pictures you can scan through. I think that's it. That's rubber toe, and then I think we can just stop with that one. That's our little logo and some wood. But we never expected that God would use us in a business way. We are missionaries. I've got a Bible college degree. I had zero idea what I was doing. And yet God uses us when we present ourselves before him to be used as tools. And so um, we have amazing, amazing expectations about what God is going to do back in Costa Rica. We head back in July... Uh, we're excited and we're scared, to be honest with you. Uh, we feel vulnerable because we've learned these incredible new ways to go back and live a life differently than what we've done. And it is one out of peace. I saw on y'all's counter, uh, practicing the presence of God my Brother Andrew and brother Lawrence. And Brother Andrew's an open doors guy, isn't he? Uh, book smuggler, Bible smuggler. Um, we're trying to do things in a different way. So I, I would like to request a few things from you guys. And being that you guys lead a church that's trying to do the same thing, we, we would really appreciate your prayers as we try engage in a chaotic, busy lifestyle. We want to live and do ministry from a, a place of stillness and peace before God. And this is a new thing for us. We're, we don't have it down, but it is something that we can see the life that comes out of it. We've seen it in our own lives. We've seen it in the way that we engage with our children and the people around us, and Uh, We would really appreciate your prayers for that. We would appreciate your prayers for Mountain of Dreams and what we're doing, uh, because it is something that eventually we do want to take more proactively. Uh, Part of our challenge is is we want to go back and not have to deal as much with the business stuff, because our heart is people. We want to see the Kingdom of God come to people. And God has created a sustainable business down there, which is miraculous, but we'd like to see people step up into those roles so that we can really continue to, to disciple and work with them. Um, do you have anything that you would like to request?
2: No, uh, just, uh, I think there is there is a special grace and favor that comes with your prayers and gifts and everything. So, um, This is about the body of Christ coming together to accomplish something. And you were saying it earlier, uh, how what you do here impacts the community in different ways. Uh, And when you pray for us, you are being a part of what we are doing. Uh, And we cannot do it, I assure you, without the prayers of people around us, the prayers from the church. Um, there is a spiritual battle there too. It's not easy. And uh, uh, we really appreciate as much prayer as we can get uh, from everywhere, everybody. Uh, And if God puts in your heart to be a part of mountain of dreams in any way, maybe God tells you, hey, come, to Costa Rica, I want you to, we need an administrator. <laughs> Come and help us be an administrator. Or maybe God puts in your heart, oh, you know, I, I'm so good at, with computers, I'm gonna go and teach computers to kids over there. Or I don't know, whatever your gift, maybe it's art or music, or uh, our kids have very little opportunities to learn uh, any types of art or music. So maybe God put, puts that in your heart. Um, I mean, there's so many things that, that God can do, but your prayers really are something that we, we need uh, in what we are doing. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there's, there's something. Uh, Matt Turner, our partner, he, he recently authored a book. Um, what's the name of the book? <laughs> it was really good, though. Um, <laughs>
3: grace grace for business, grace favored, for business for favored for success.
1: And Matt was a businessman <laughs> up in Kalispell, and, and um, he's he, his partnership with us has been incredible. But we actually prayed last year about the possibility of quitting <laughs> and saying, can we just do business and not do mission support? Because our, our our system is that we're supported through donors and partners and givers and churches. And... Um, it's hard. It's really hard to do that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, you guys know what it's like to, in a sense, depend on others. And Matt challenged us. And it's not just in giving and finances, but you, you said it earlier that when when you give towards something, whether through prayer, time, whatever the resource is, you are also bestowing with that gift grace that helps to, in a sense, carry what the other people are doing. and And that there's something so far beyond just a simple gift. Yeah, and this is, this is supernatural stuff. <laughs> it's hard. I didn't understand, but I was like, wow, this really actually makes a lot of sense. He's like, the worst thing you can do is stop with support. And so, and again, in our, in our request for prayers is, is will you help hold us up? It's a very dark, it's a very demonic place. The tribal people are a full-on animist tribe. There's sacrifices, and there's all sorts of really, really yucky stuff, and that's a big long story that we could get into, but we know what it's like to live there and feel that tension all the time, and we cannot do it alone. We cannot do it alone, and um, you know, as Joshua was taking the people of Israel, you know, they had a bunch of people supporting and around the Ark of the Covenant, and they didn't do it alone. They depended on God, they went in his presence, but they also went in the presence of community and other people that were helping to blow the horns and helping to yell out and helping to join in the battle of advancing the kingdom of God. And so that's our request to you today. But we're really grateful for this time. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I know my humor can often mess things up. (laughs) But uh, we've really appreciated um, being able to share with you what God is doing in Costa Rica. Uh, I wish we had time to share all the incredible, maybe with the Italian sodas, we can share more about some of the plans and the ideas that we have to further engage with the community and how you guys could be involved in that. But uh, would you close this time in a prayer for them and and for us? Uh,
2: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for bringing us here, for the wonderful people that you um, had allowed us to meet. Uh, today and in this last couple of days, and um, for Jamie and, and Heidi and their family who invited us to be here. And uh, my prayer really for all of us is that you will speak into us the wonderful things that you have put in each one of us, the uniqueness of each one of us, that you'll bring that to life so you can shine through each one of us uh, everywhere we are, everywhere we go. Um, thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Yeah. Amen.
1: Thank you, dear. Thank you. So, what?
0: Ooh, they had you up loud. Yeah,
1: Just gotta kind of whisper. Because you kind
0: of whisper. Uh, you don't have to worry about your humor. They're okay with okay, it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe been around that block a time or two. <laughs> Uh, something I wanted to do before we close this morning is, uh, you know, I think one of the things we can get in our head, and, and Cynthia said this earlier, that as missionaries or even as pastors, that we're somehow woo more spiritual and special, and that each God has given each of us a unique personhood, and we take that into the world. And so I wanted to actually close with praying for these guys, but I wanted to invite uh, a couple of people from from one of you, one or two of you, to do that instead of me. Um, because you can do that, you know, and so it doesn 't have to be big or flashy or special yeah. it 's just got to be from your heart, so could I have two volunteers putting you on the spot? I know if you 're uncomfortable it 's okay there 's one jan 's going to come I need one more, preferably a woman what where oh I got actually yeah i 'll come i 'll come to you and and then Kelly, you can pray too. Then we'll do three. Is that okay? We'll do three. You're fighting over it. Yeah. You can do it from right there. I am going to do it from right there. Uh, this is Joanne, so if you don't know. So we're going to pray for yous. And before, before we pray for yous, um, I wanted to say, uh, you kind of said this, there's, there's basically three ways we can support them. Uh, first is to pray. And, you know, we want, we want to have God have a spot in our heart for some place beyond us, right? So if if God has like sparked your heart to pray for them regularly, We'd like to invite you to do that, to be praying in prayer for them on a regular basis. The second way is to give, and you can talk with them specifically about being a partner with them by giving regularly. On the on the Backspace, we have an offering box next to the Italian sodas. We're not charging for the Italian sodas, but we're inviting you to give an offering that we can send with them on their way. So if you just wanna give one time, you know, five, $6,000, $7,000, $15,000, whatever you have in your wallet today, Feel free to drop that in the offering box. And the third way is to go. And uh, we're kind of praying about what partnering with them might look like and going in the future. And so if that's something in your heart, come talk to me about that um, because we want to know what God is doing amongst you. So with that, we're gonna pray and close. We didn't take offering today, so if you wanna to text to give, 84321, you can text to give or drop in the offering box by the um, office space, all right? Um, and with that, we're gonna pray, and I'll start with Kelly, so we bookend with women, since it's, so Kelly, Jan, and then Joanne, here we go.
4: Jesus, thank you so much for sending Josiah and Cynthia to us today. And um, I just want to pray that you would give them renewed energy and um, a sense of you having their backs and, um, and peace going back in July. Um, renewed vision and um, one step at a time, one step forward at a time for what their role will look like in a new era.
3: father in heaven i thank you so much for this time i'm personally very excited about what uh, was shared and uh lord uh, uh that vision for equipping others uh is uh is is so important as far as looking at the value of work and and uh lord i pray that you would guide and direct them in, in raising up others to advance, uh, this particular calling that you have, uh, for them and to extend it to others. And, uh, Lord, I'm so glad that, uh, these children survive the jungle <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, that, uh, you bless them in that. And, um, Lord, I pray you would raise up the, the funding they need and you would raise up people to go and share in, the, in this mission and advance it in other areas around the world, including in the U.S., um, to uh, give people the opportunity to, uh, to um, follow after you and, and have meaningful work uh, in their lives uh, without... Uh, allowing that work to eat up their faith. And uh, I pray that in Jesus' name.
4: Father, I'm just so in awe of your um, ability to uh, transform, to change, to give ideas to people and to um, bring about wholesome, real avenues of being able to share you, being able to share Jesus Christ in a way that has such meaning. I just this is a wonderful, wonderful thing and I, I thank you Father, for these people and for what they're doing and I know they must get weary. I know they must have doubts at times, but Jesus, you provide answers for them. You provide your power, your authority, your reality into their lives so that they are real with other people. I just, I'm so in awe of what they're doing. I'm in awe of you, Father. I'm in awe of you, Jesus Christ. Savior, Lord, and King of all of those lives that they touch. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have given them a, a joy, a hope, a reality to share with others. Um, bless them, help them, encourage them. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> all right, so we have a, a closing blessing that we generally do, and I want to play this closing blessing over the church, but then I'm going to ask you to do something crazy. I want you guys to bless the same blessing over them. So, go from this place knowing that Jesus loves you, and so do Heidi and I. Would you guys pray that blessing back to them? Like, Jesus loves you, and so does Pullman Foursquare, okay? <laughs> How about that? Are we do that? You're like, so does Heidi and I? What? So, one, <laughs> two, three. Jesus loves you, and so does Pullman Foursquare. We love you guys. Everybody go in the grace of the Lord to be who God has called you to be and the place he's called you to be. There's Italian sodas right there. The kids are already lining up, so you're going to have to get in there now. And Josiah and Cynthia and the boys will be up on the backspace to chalk and chat to get to know them. Let's do it.